Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Drunk women solving Thank you for being hello. here. Give me a cheer if you listen to the podcast. Woo-hoo. Oh, hello. And give me a cheer if you do not listen to the podcast. Hi. All right. New people. Oh, newbies. Hello. Welcome to the cult. So <laughs> what is a podcast? <laughs> okay. It's basically a way a celebrity can make a lot of money without really doing much. So, uh, But as you might realise, we are not celebrities. But why are you so beautiful? I know. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> so I, I would like to just introduce um, ourselves. I am Hannah George. I'm kind of like the kind of funny, sexy, cool, smart, modest one. Uh, <laughs> and this is Katie and Taylor. So... Uh, on with the show. Um, joking. Taylor Glenn, tell me about yourself. How are you? Hi, I'm good. God, I really love Glasgow. It is <laughs> such a pretty village. It's so nice. This lady in the front row, can you make that sound into my microphone? You might have to come. Ooh. <laughs> Just for the people at home, really. She really sustained that, didn't she? (laughs) You'll be shocked to know I don't even watch football, so don't get nervous. There's just no... No, I love Edinburgh. It is so (laughs) stunning. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's part podcast, part panto. So welcome. Um, and Katie Wilkins, Katie Wilkins today has been to see three children's shows. Um, <laughs> she does not have children. <laughs> it's very strange. I do. I think. Um, I've still got. I got. They let the grown-ups have a sticker. Oh, I'm part of Captain nice. Jack's crew. <laughs> we had a lovely time. It's really hard to get one of those. No. He doesn't take anybody on his he crew. He does. I mean, he pretty much. Does. <laughs> he let, he let both Imagine my... if your one kid got left out. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> they got up on stage. They took a bow. It was lovely. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. But I it bet is... you want to drop the sea bomb. Yes. <laughs> a custard. Like <laughs> yeah. What a bunch of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're, we're sort of establishing a level, so um, welcome. Or too much, too much, more and more. It's good, good. So ba- the basic premise of our podcast is we're a true crime podcast with a twist. Of lime! Anybody that doesn't listen to the podcast and said that, amazing, well done. Um, we're a free, it's a three-part format. So first we're going to bring on our uh, guest in a moment, and they're going to tell us about a time they were uh, a victim of a crime. Then we're going to delve into a true crime case, which I have got all the information for. True climb. I did say true climb. Thank Ooh. you. That's <laughs> when. If, if there's one thing we do, it's we pick up on everyone's mistakes. <laughs> Female workplace. <laughs> I feel like it's an unspoken rule, though. If we fuck up our words, we have to. Come on. You have to. And a true climb. <laughs> up that wall. So basically, I know all the stuff about the uh, true crime case, uh, and I will be asking questions. Then at the end, one of you will join. Captain Sparrow's crew or whatever it is and you will will come up on stage and uh, share with us a listener crime have a think have you ever been the victim of a crime not one of the really bad ones don't think about that this is a comedy show if you have been the victim of maybe quite a fun funny crime then uh, do you know what share it with us please I just want to add to that now normally the prize is this bottle of Prosecco but I'm willing to trade this sticker If anyone would prefer that, just, just no. no, no, okay. No. Wow. <laughs> just keep your options open. <laughs> really? <laughs> Captain Jack will get you high tonight. It was but... a good try, thank you. <laughs> All right. I think it's about time to uh, introduce our guest to you, ladies and gentlemen. So please put your hands together for the brilliant Lucy Porter. Yay! Lucy! Lucy! It's Lucy! Yes. I was trying to be like a gymnast there. <laughs> and succeeding. Do you know, the people listening to the podcast will be like, whoa, look what she's done. Yeah. I can't believe she just cartwheeled around the room. <laughs> With my lower back, I don't think so. I'm like the elderly gymnast who just, I, that, all I could do is the dismount. <laughs> she nailed it. That was incredible. Stuck the landing there. That's beautiful. <laughs> We're all talking about our backs because with that, what a great soundtrack our producer plays. And we are just mouthing the words to all the songs and dancing like we can. And then we're like, oh, chill. This is back. Yeah, just back. I say backstage. Ooh. Just behind this, uh, just this flap. Behind this wall. <laughs> Tiny depressing corridor that we get to stand in. <laughs> just going like, I got something about my jeans. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pathetic. So, um, it's a little sad. Lucy. Yes. We have one question on this podcast, and that is, Mm. have you ever been the victim of a crime? I have. (gasps) And this is a fringe crime. What? Is it a 
accommodation prices. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is a very. There are lots of fringe crimes. Reviewers yeah. who put jokes from your show in their review. Yes. Crime. Yes. Ooh. People who are rude to leafy says crime. <laughs> People who go home sober crime. <laughs> crime at the fringe. Uh, but yeah, mine was. Uh, so I'm taking you back to the fringe of the year 2002. Oh. Twenty years ago, the city wow. of Edinburgh. <laughs> a fog drifts in from the Firth of Forth, <laughs> and a young innocent girl is doing a show at the Gilded Balloon. Uh, it's me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the first ever show at Gilded Balloon. I was in a, bar, uh, a room called the Balcony, uh, which is where they normally store the toilet paper for the University Union. <laughs> I was wow. told. Um, first ever fringe show, very excited about being up. But I was very uncertain about what to do for a fringe show because it was my first time. And I am a stand up comedian. Uh, hopefully, that will become apparent at some point. <laughs> <in my career. laughs> uh, uh, but I decided, well, it's a fringe show, I've got to do something theatrical. So, what I did was I thought I'll do some characters. So, I wrote these characters and they were the laziest hack pieces of crap you've ever so I had like a, at the time sort of posh it girls were very in vogue oh yeah so I did a character called Binky Grebe Wilkinson who <laughs> should have did jokes like oh I, I'd love to have children but I just haven't met the right nanny and all <laughs> um, I mean that was one of the better jokes I'll do I'll be honest it's, Oh God! When we was... asked you if you'd been a victim of a crime, were you like, I can do those jokes from 2002? <laughs> like, old routines never die. Never die. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so, and then I had this like American spiritual guru called Scorpio Rising. And then I mean, other... I knew there was going to be a yank in there. Yeah, like, I, just, yeah. I felt it coming. Oh, I can't fair, do accents. Fair play. I, and I couldn't do American, but I gave it a damn good go. Ooh. So anyway, the first crime was my American accent, uh, but... <laughs> Uh, so and I had costume for these characters and I'd even I'd filmed little segments so oh, I'd wow. got like a projector and th like when you filmed something in the year 2002 <laughs> it wasn't like today you didn't whip out your phone <laughs> I had had to like beg favours off friends and then get edited onto these big cassettes oh and, wow oh god it was an absolute yeah. rigmarole complete rigmarole <laughs> and uh, really stressful so I got up to the fringe and started doing my show and it became apparent that these characters weren't working but I I had spent time and money on them, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't drop them from the show. But every night after the show, I would pack <laughs> away my all my car and I had costume as well. Um, pack them up into this big with my projector and everything, and uh, it was Friday night. I'd just done a show to tremendous acclaim, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I packed up my little bag, uh, and then I came in for the show the next day. And as you may know, in Edinburgh Fringe venues, you just get into the room for your show the, like five minutes before you can do your show and I turned up I went backstage to get my bag of props costumes projector etc it was not there no. was it but Catherine it was, Tate it <laughs> <laughs> That's how she got started, isn't it? <laughs> well, solved. Bang. There we go. That's it. Thank you for your help. Uh, yeah, there's an additional fact about this, which is quite disgusting, but I'm going to tell you. you can, Amanda can edit this out if it's too uh, gross. Never. Um, but so on the Friday night, when I'd been on stage, um, my period had started. <laughs> disgusting! I know. Oh, A bleeding I'm so woman. sorry. <laughs> and anyway, so the pair of pants I'd been wearing were like a crime scene it was awful <laughs> and 
So, but I was going out on the rat. I was going out on the pool, quite frankly. So I sort of cleaned myself up, and luckily I had a spare pair of pants in my bag because I was in the habit of staying in strange people's houses. So I always needed a spare pair of pants. So I'd put on my spare pair of pants, and I'd just I'd got a little plastic bag, and I'd put my disgusting pants on the top of my my bag of props and oh, stuff. Oh wow! And the only thing that really made me pleased was that whoever stole my stuff would have gone, "Oh goody, what's in this bag?" And would have. Had to... Wow. So, <laughs> he would have been caught red-handed. Oh, oh, I hadn't even planned to say that. No. That was in front. So, uh, so yeah. So it's it's a bit of a cold case because it's wow. twenty years ago. Oh my goodness! That is an excellent booby trap. <laughs> yeah. That is really gratifying, though, knowing yeah. that that was the first find. That's... But then also, what was good? In fact, this is a crime with a happy ending because, of course, it meant that I was on. I was like, oh my god, I'm just going to do my show and I haven't got all this stuff. So I did my show ah. without the characters. Oh. In it. oh, it was so much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is it your director that stole it all? <laughs> <laughs> like she yes. won't, she won't drop the wigs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show her she can do it. <laughs> Oh it was gosh. an intervention. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the, wow. Yeah. The the follow up question that we always ask on this podcast is, did you pull? <laughs> <laughs> I soiled another pair of pants that night <laughs> in a very different way. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh dear, at my age as well. <laughs> Oh, what a shame. So, thank you. <laughs> no, what we do is we, seriously, we ask on this podcast. Mm. Did what you if, pull? <laughs> if, you, if you have the perpetrator here right now, so the person who stole your uh, projector, be it your director, your agent, or like whoever it was, what would, you, what would you say to them now? I hope you have player for the big tapes i hope you have <laughs> yes. somewhere to wear the costumes <laughs> and i hope that you've framed the soiled pants <laughs> i mean yes yes you're yes. right to applaud you're right to applaud solid did you oh. when you came to a show this evening did you think you'd be applauding the line frame the soiled pants <laughs> <laughs> welcome <sighs> from Cheers. Catherine tate to tate modern <laughs> We are drunk women solving crime. <laughs> so, um, are we ready to solve some true crime? Oh, yes! 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 Well, <sighs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to take my jumper off for this bit. Oh! Are you still... Hang on. It's getting hot in here. Are you still a member of Captain Jack's crew if you take off the jumper with the sticker? Oh, Katie, you got this dry cleaned and then didn't remove the tag. Look at that. That's adorable. Somebody's doing well. That's so cute. This is turned into quite the humble brag. Oh, yeah, I've been to a dry cleaner at some point. <laughs> That's why you wear other. your jumpers more than once, whereas me, it's like, I liked that jumper. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> so, for today's true crime, pitch the scene. We're in Long Beach, California, on location, shooting a 70s sci-fi TV show. Mm. We're in an amusement arcade, sort of fun house 
type of thing. And the prop guy is asked to move a waxwork of a man that's on display because it's in the back of the shot. They don't want it in the back of the shot. My question to you is what happens next? <gasps> this oh. is amazing. Wait, did you say what year it was? It's it's the 70s. 70s? It's a 70s sci-fi TV waka, show. Waka, wah, waka, waka, wah. <laughs> There's some Oh no, that's not sci-fi. That's cool. <laughs> 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 70s sci-fi oh. um, yes. yeah. we're probably going to have to take that out for copyright reasons yes, we <laughs> no we're not it was no, so it's... off key <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was less than nine seconds isn't there a cutter we're golden would yeah. you like me to do an American accent uh, I yes, would I was so upset that you didn't and then I'm like well yeah. don't force her to, to do it <laughs> yeah, but now I'm do it, yes. do okay, it. so the series was oh gee there's a thing happening in space <laughs> <laughs> Space flare. <laughs> I don't know. That's... Is this a porno or a sci-fi show? <laughs> it could be anything, couldn't it? it could be. That's actually not a bad American accent. Yeah. Is the thing that happens is they move the waxwork and discover that it's been a man the whole time. <gasps> He's like, thank God, somebody's finally touching me and acknowledging me as a human. Oh no! So he was just like a guy that worked there that just was ignored. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it could be. Katie? Um, I think they lifted up the waxwork and underneath there was a folded piece of paper and the folded piece of paper said, I am the first of ten clues. <laughs> oh. Oh. And you can find treasure. You're think... still with Captain Jack, aren't you? Yeah. Her head's still in Captain Jack. Oh, <laughs> it's a simpler time. <laughs> Once you're in, you never leave the crew. Do you know what I love about kids' shows in Edinburgh is that the the people who are performing in kids' shows are always the ones who stay up the latest. <laughs> And are the most wrecked and filthy. Like at five in the morning, you see yeah. someone, and you're not sure if they're homeless or a heroin addict. Yeah. No, it's Captain Jack. It's That's Captain Jack. <laughs> goes in shaking and like, oh, oh in the heck, oh. oh man, I was thinking there was we saw three kids shows. In one of them, this guy was sweating so much and he kept wiping his face. Oh. It's still really good though. Oh. <laughs> they deserve to be drunk. I think what happened is that it was natural alien. Okay. Ooh. Well, you're going to be disappointed with what happens next. <laughs> um, actually, you might not be because it was not a waxwork. It was a corpse. Mm. Holy shit. Yes. So I was kind of right. You were kind of right. You were the closest. And that's was... all I ever aim for in life. <laughs> <laughs> did it smell? How did they no one know that? I mean, How so... How long had it been? Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some follow-up questions. Yeah. Sorry, Katie Jim. knows the format of the show. But... I mean, I wouldn't be the detective I am if I <laughs> didn't have But some... yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, so the, man, uh, the man's arm comes off in his hand, uh, oh, revealing... Oh, no. oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, revealing skin, bone, and muscle, 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 muscle <laughs> tissue. Say it with me. Muscle Ooh. tissue. Oh, muscle tissue. <laughs> <laughs> I can do a kid's show. Say it with me, kids. Fuck. <laughs> 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 yes. So this is, has anyone ever heard this story and do you know what sci-fi t -shirt, TV show it was? No, oh, I've got a new one on you. It was the Six Million Dollar Man. Aww. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that the one with the theme tune that goes? Lee May. That's the bill, isn't it? Anyway, never mind. Can't do that for more than nine seconds. Got to stop it. 
I mean, that must have knocked a few dollars off his value, mustn't it? <laughs> oh, his arms come off. It's only ten dollars at most. Yeah. Really. He's not going to make that back on eBay. No, no. So the body belonged to oh. train robber Elmer McCurdy. <laughs> Which do you want to say that in an American accent? Elmer McCurdy. <laughs> Yeah, so we will discuss how Elmer <laughs> ended up at the amusement arcade. Uh, but for now, let me take you back to 1880. Uh, where, yes. When people what? were called Elmer McCurdy. <laughs> <laughs> it been there that long. Yeah, I mean, this is when he was born. So, <laughs> so he was, this is a preserved body. This? Anyway, go ahead. Yes. Wait, a purposely... This is a pickle person. <laughs> <laughs> I've always seen two cases similar to this before, but there's a pickle person. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> a gherkin guy, I guess you'd call it here. <laughs> oh, that's really tickled me. A pickle person. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so basically, yes, Elmer was born to a 17-year-old unmarried mother. Gross. Um, slut. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you're, for 1880, you're quite right. So rather than the shame of an unmarried mother in the family, her brother, oh, gosh, okay. George, and um, his wife adopt Elmer because they're like, right, okay, let's pretend you're ours. Okay. But he had a difficult upbringing. And when it was revealed his father was actually his brother, um, Elmer grew resentful. Uncle, it was like a Luke, you are my Oh, no, nephew. wait, not uncle, brother. <laughs> uncle. <laughs> it is uncle. uncle. You're quite right. <laughs> I lost confidence in that very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what, oh, anyway, no. I'll listen back. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes this shit? Sorry. Um, <laughs> the double Emmy Award winning Hannah George. Hi, thanks for your time. There you go. Many thanks to you. Um, Elmer grew resentful and became unruly and rebellious, uh, turning to alcohol. <laughs> Been there, Elmer. So um, he was arrested for something to do with alcohol. What did he do? Oh. Well, it's the 1800s still. It would be, he was probably about 20, so I'm, we're talking, let's talk like oh, 1900. Turn of set. So was it illegal to be drunk and disorderly? It might have been. Is that your guess? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Katie is right. Um, did, did anyone have any advance on that? I mean, I'd just gone down the pickling people route. I was still... <laughs> I was thinking about preserving things in alcohol, and I thought ah. it would have been ironic... <laughs> If he himself... Yes, but if he got in with a pickle gang and then, yes. you know, he double-crossed them, that's yes. how they punished them, by putting them in a big gherkin jar. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fermented, McCurdy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor? No, I get nothing. Okay. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was, Kate, you're quite right. He was literally just drunk. It was public intoxication. You could get arrested for that rather than celebrated for it back in those days. My friend once got arrested for that. What? Your gran? No, my friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm actually not interested. Um, my friend. Go on, your friend. Your friend. It was back in 2006. She had to spend a night in the cells. Oh, Did wow. Yeah. How drunk was she? Was she like, oh, she was street? a Larry big old mess. Um. What did she actually? Actually do oh she was quite rude to the police as well. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> can I just double check this wasn't me <laughs> um, what did she say to the police do we know oh well they like you know asked her a few questions and then she went in quite hard <laughs> <laughs> wow 
So eventually, for Elmer, he finds some kind of stability in his life in his early 20s. But where does that come from? Where do you find stability? In the 1920s? <laughs> no, in, in his 20s oh, in sorry. 1907. <laughs> there are too many numbers. <laughs> Boy Scouts? He's a bit old. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> oh, he joined the army. Joined the army. God, you're Which great. Like you're Scout. on fire. Oh, no, I so, thought that was right. Is that not right? <laughs> but it sounds so plausible. It is, but we like to give everyone a chance. Um, <laughs> to be wrong. Did, so uh, did he find employment at the amusement arcade in in which he was oh. later found. Because oh, employment at an amusement arcade is notorious for stability. <laughs> <laughs> People who work on the waltz is very stable, oh. ironically, given the nature of what they do. Absolutely. <laughs> he joins the army. Katie is yes, tonight. Wow. Look at me with my sensible answers and my dry clean jumper. <laughs> Um, he was a machine gun operator and was trained uh, to use nitroglycerin for demolition purposes. Uh, so he was honorably discharged uh, after three years and traveled to Kansas to meet his army friend. Uh, and they were arrested for possessing bank robbery paraphernalia. Yeah. So my question well, to you. they were or he was as well? They were because they were like, I mean, they were planning to do a bank robbery. Right. And before they did the bank robbery, the police stopped them uh -huh. and they had shit on them. What did they have on Can them? Can I do, because I want to do the sensible answer. <laughs> It's your turn. Clearly safe crackers. I mean, it's just everything to this point is leading to safe cracking. Okay. Nice. I would never have got there. You would. <laughs> just being kind. I don't know if anyone saw Lucy on the Celebrity Chase, but you, like, you literally won like, like a quarter of a million pounds or something. So you're treating this like a quiz and I like it. I'm so competitive. So <laughs> competitive. I'm on all... I, the, the thing about me doing celebrity quizzes, by the way, is I do the celebrity, so-called celebrity versions, but no one I know realises it's the celebrity one. <laughs> That's a level of fame. People Just say, oh, you won a lot of money on the chase. What are you going to do with it? And I'm like, I've given it to charity. And they're like, oh, that's very good. I'm like, no, I was contractually obliged to it. It wasn't like a thing. But I do love them. I'm very competitive. And if they, if this isn't right, I'm walking. Do you know what? Actually, I mean, wow. you've skipped forward a few questions because they do go on to safe cracking. Ooh, nice. But Lucy, the question was, what was in the bag? Oh, a crack yes. safer. <laughs> 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 Drunk women solving crime. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. They've been arrested for having paraphernalia, for robbing a bank. What What was that paraphernalia? Guns. Guns? 
Stockings. Stockings. Yes. To be sexy. <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> Um, Checkbooks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to withdraw all the money. <laughs> I look. I had this whole scenario in my head, and it's really funny, but we don't have time. <laughs> so, Katie, any advance on checkbooks? Um, a, a note that says, "Give us your money in case it's noisy on the." Is it a train they're robbing? <laughs> <laughs> We don't get to that yet. He, um, this is a bank. And basically... Because actually it would be a good idea to turn up with a note already written because often you go to the bank and the pens just don't work. Do yeah. And you'd be like... <laughs> yeah. Sensible. Very true. They had chisels, hacksaws, gunpowder and money sacks. Now, they're... <laughs> they I go think to... that's a bit like safe crack and paraphernalia. I think Lucy gets the mm. point that we don't actually keep track of. Don't tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy gets the point. Well Lucy's done! Hey! <laughs> so ba- basically they insisted that they weren't going to rob a bank actually all of this stuff in this bag was not for that they said they were inventing a foot operated machine gun <laughs> that's way better than what I would have come up with go on um, we're in a play <laughs> if you had your Captain Jack's crew sticker on you'd yes. be absolutely fine pretty solid yeah yeah love a foot operated machine gun because sometimes when you're killing people you want a sandwich at the same time don't you yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It'd be hands-free. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to figure out why that would be advantageous. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Um, so, sometimes you've got to eat on the go. You can picture the American ad for it. That's what's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to stop what you're doing. <laughs> Keep shooting, Buffalo. <laughs> I'm a person killing, life-taking, uh, ro- bank robbing, t- lip-licking Pepsi something. That was the taste of a new generation (laughs) amazingly it went to court and the jury found them not guilty they they went for the yeah they were like they've they've got a sandwich while i'm shooting yeah (laughs) i'd love it if there was a condition they got to turn up with this gun in two years Uh, well, unfortunately, it gave Elmer a bit too much confidence that he was great at crime uh, and could oh. get away with stuff. Yeah. So he's did- like every man in the industry because they just soar on their first effort. Like, yes, your script has been bought by a major Hollywood studio. And they're like, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> he is failing upwards, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so he decides uh, to use all his army training, uh, which basically means he starts using the nitroglycerin and explosives in his robberies. Wow. Safe cracking. Safe Lucy. Cracking. Well done. Um, So he and three other men decide to rob a train that had a safe on it. So between you, you've got it spot on. Wow, I've done nothing. (laughs) That's useless. Uh, You said pickle persons. Yeah, Um, (laughs) and we'll come back to that, don't worry. So they manage to stop the train, which is a big part of train robbery. Uh, They get to the safe and then Elmer fucks it up. What does he do? What does Elmer do? How does he fuck up this safe raid? Does the explosion go off too soon? It happens to a lot of guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, it's just a really beautiful terrain. I really want to make this work. (laughs) Uh, Any any advance on that? Mm. 
train now i'm picturing you know turn of the century trains yeah. there's a woman tied to the tracks in front of it <laughs> and he's so chivalrous he stops to uh, untie her that's good mm. oh. i love that a- any advance on wait so he's has he does he made it to the safe and then he fucks it he's up he's made it to the safe and he fucks it up will you blow yourself up i mean that's it isn't it yeah blowing yourself up but we know he's got at least one arm when they find his dead body. <laughs> Good remembering. Very nice detective work there. Just, We are not real detectives. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, do you know what, guys? Good instincts, good instincts. Um, what, he uses too much nitroglycerin um, and destroys the safe and all the money in it. Oh, wow. Do you know, also up. a thing I, guys can, do. Can, can, <laughs> can I just say, I've always wondered why that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. In every single film I've seen, I'm always amazed. They, like, the how precision did, of it. Like, like, it ha- just blew up that little bit. Like, yeah. that must... You know, like, how, like... You know, like, if a... <laughs> just, you never see, like, a soap opera where there's two Sarahs or, you know, everyone, everyone's always got a different name and, like, you never see them blow up all the money they were trying to get. And I would like to see a bit more reality in, <laughs> in, in my theatrical consumption. <laughs> um, well, yeah, like, literally, all of it, like, it was filled with silver coins which just melted and fused to oh. the safe. <laughs> I know. Um, he did it again whilst robbing a bank a few months later, except this time he didn't use enough. <laughs> so <laughs> they'd spent two hours chiselling wow. into the bank. Well, got, I was like that with a Nigella recipe once. <laughs> <laughs> you think, oh, you can't need that much sugar. Turns out, yeah, you do. You do need that much sugar. <laughs> um, so then... They, he decided, like, we've got to go big or go home. He's got to do the Goldilocks safe robbing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So he hears about a train coming into town containing $400,000 in cash. Whoa, that's Wait, paper cash? That's pretty flammable. I don't, <laughs> I don't trust this guy. In today's <laughs> money, that I'd almost get you a flat in Edinburgh for the month. Hey. <laughs> We're cheering, but it's upsetting. (laughs) Okay. So, um, he's like, we've got to do it. So, in what what, what way does Elmer fuck this one up? I love him. I love him more than life. (laughs) He's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little sort of web series, isn't it, of Elmer McCurdy fucking it up. (laughs) I love that you're like, this won't make TV. We'll do a web series. Oh, what does he do? It's too competitive. So it's cash this time. It's mm. in a safe. Sure, on a train. He's used too much. He's used too little. Does he? Does he fuck it up? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, does he? Does he nail the crack in the safe part? But then he opens the door and all of the money just flies out. <gasps> That's a great answer. Please let it be that. Please. Like one of those, you remember those cards that you'd open and they'd like chisel in your face? <laughs> Do you remember that? They were on like, I, I never got one of like, those. You send that one to your gran and she'd fucking die. She'd die. She'd have a heart attack. There was a glitter um, cannon. Okay, so we've got, um, I've genuinely forgotten. What have we? Uh, all Lucy, the money flies out the door. All the money flies out. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Lucy? Oh, I will say that he uh, st- uh, steps back to admire the fact that he has managed to crack the safe and steps out of the open door of the train. <laughs> that's great. And that's how he does <laughs> That's brilliant. These are two excellent answers. It's very cartoonish. Um, 
I can't top them, so I'm gonna say the train pulls into the station at that exact moment and then he gets arrested. Oh, lovely, lovely. Mm. It's even more basic than that. Get ready to love him even more. (laughs) (laughs) They robbed the wrong train. That's oh a shame. That, but there was still a safe on it. It just had nothing in it. No, no, uh, no, no. Didn't have a safe. You um, just got the times wrong. Cause I do that. <laughs> it's hard. But Elmer's not going home empty-handed. No thanks. So uh, he stole forty-six dollars from the mail clerk. <laughs> um, two demijohns of whiskey. Uh, he stole a revolver. How he managed to steal that from someone who had a revolver? Uh, he stole a coat. <laughs> oh, this is just desperation. <laughs> I know. Literally, he was just going through the carriage. Go like, give me a fucking sandwich. (laughs) I want it. (laughs) Um, This is my favourite bit as well. Um, And the train conductor's watch. (laughs) (laughs) That train's never going to be on time now. I think he works for Southern Rail, doesn't he? Um, (laughs) Oh, Hannah. I know. Very Southern joke to be making. But it's all right. They hate the Southern, so it's fine. Um, so the robbery they're they're called, English. They're called the Southerns. <laughs> yeah. Southerns. Can't even bear to say it. <laughs> the robbery was dubbed in the media one of the smallest in the history of train robberies. Oh, <laughs> Elmer. <laughs> However, um, it's Elmer. It's the size of the robbery. <laughs> I almost I'd love it if it had been in the 60s and he was like, I, I, I robbed a train. And people go, what, the great train robbery? <laughs> no, the, the, they call it the little train robbery. <laughs> choo, choo. <laughs> <laughs> but then it'd be like, you know, like the comedian's comedian. It would be like, but, you know, it's like, I didn't sell out, actually, because it's yeah. like the real hardcore fans actually really prefer that one. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not all about the big money, no. <laughs> I just really like a watch. <laughs> um, Elmer did pay the price for this robbery though so there was a two thousand dollar bounty on his head and the next morning he was tracked using bloodhounds uh, to an outhouse at a farm all dogs <laughs> love dogs <laughs> so he drunk all sniff, the wh- sniff 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 sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh he smells of pickles <laughs> I feel bad for dogs that, like, whenever you do their voice, you're like that. It's like, it's never sort of like quite refined. (laughs) It's a shame. It's a shame. shame. Um, So he drunk all the whiskey. Sure, two demijohns. And I tried to look up how big a demijohn is. A demijohn. But a demijohn is just the name of the jug. It could have been loads. It could have been not. My husband brews, and just for reference, a demijohn. in its modern form okay. is enough for him to be drunk for a week. So <laughs> really? Good to know. And he's wow. a big man, so it is it's a big that's a big thing. It's like a yeah, And that's just a, a demi john. Yeah, so can big. you get a full john? <laughs> Take the full john or whiskey. Please. <laughs> I'll have a John. Could I have a John? I love that ordering a John of something. When we got married, we got a super John. <laughs> In the honeymoon suite. <laughs> I don't know. Are, are you done? No. <laughs> so, guys, does this is a two-part question. Does he come quietly? And if not, what do you think he does? No, punches. 
He punches the dogs. He punches the dogs. He should be shot to death. (laughs) And that's how he dies. Uh, he uses the watch he has newly acquired <laughs> to dazzle the police Ooh. by reflecting the sun's rays <laughs> in his most successful escapade to date. Nice. <laughs> Katie? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say he comes quietly just to be different. Ah, well, um, there's three policemen uh, along with the bloodhounds, uh, all with great names. We like a good name on this podcast. Ooh. There's brothers... Bob and Stringer Fenton. <laughs> Name Stringer Fenton. Bob. Bob. And Stringer. Stringer. Fenton. Fenton. All right. <laughs> Feels like they peeked at Stringer and they're like, Bob? <laughs> and uh, Dick Wallace. Oh, yes. Before Wallace dicks you. Yes. And so Elmer immediately starts shooting at them from the window of the bar. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and he keeps shooting at them for about an hour. So good for him. Eventually, he gets gunshot wound to the chest and dies. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, he deserves it. He punched those dogs, remember? <laughs> so how, <Keep> up. <laughs> how does a body um, of an outlaw from 1911 turn up in a funhouse on Long Beach 60 years later? Vinegar, salt. <laughs> well, he's pickled himself Pickle from space. the inside with the whiskey, presumably. Ooh. If you've drunk a whole damage on whiskey, <laughs> I'd imagine you would be fairly well preserved. Yeah, maybe. I'm willing to give it a try. <laughs> maybe it wasn't even him shooting. Maybe it I was volunteer's that. tribute. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it it comes down to the fact that he didn't have any next of kin. So his brother and his mother, they were all dead by the time this happened. So nobody came forward for him. But if somebody dies in those days, an undertaker will embalm the body. Mm-hmm. So it's around for longer. So people can come and go like, oh, I think that's to ID it. Yes. So basically this um, undertaker embalmed the body, um, but no one comes for Elmer. Um, and he, ref- the undertaker refused to bury him because he's like, I want my embalming money. So... No one comes forward. What do you think The Undertaker did? Oh, dear. This is about to go all weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody ever goes to the arcade with me until today. (laughs) (laughs) What year is it? Yeah, so what year did he die? Yeah, because it's the 70s when he's found, isn't it? Yeah, so he dies in like 19... Take away... What did I say? Take away... Take away 60 from 70, it's... Um, I've got it written here. The body of an outlaw from 1911. I said it. Yes. Yes, thank you. Do you want to come up here, actually? And, uh, so, the, um, 1911. It probably doesn't go straight to the amusement arcade. We think it takes a detour <laughs> along the way. I mean, Lucy, thank you for saying that, because, yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't. No. No. Okay. What does the, what does the undertaker do? Does he, like... <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, charge people. No, <laughs> no, Katie, continue that. I was call. thinking that yeah. too. Well, go, does he, Katie, go. Does he like Jesus. use it as an example of what you can get for embalming? So he's like puts it, <laughs> puts, puts it front of house. Yes, like when they put those pizzas at the front yeah. of a pizzeria. <laughs> so this is the number eight. <laughs> Because, yeah, what you could do, so if someone says, well, you know, I want my mum to have a nice makeup, 
then he could go, well, I'll show you on this one. Yeah. Like a sort of girl's world, like a dead girl's world, where he could do different hair and makeup, different clothes. Yeah. 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 I, please let it be this. <laughs> you were close, um, but to get his money back, he decided to put the body, well, he did decide to put the body on display, but as right. the embalmed bandit. <gasps> oh, so people are coming to see the famous criminal. Yes, yeah. He dressed him up in a costume, posed him so with a rifle. Is this before, like, Madame Two Swords? Because <laughs> he's kind of invented that. How old is Madame? I don't it's... care. Let's not talk about it. Actually, no, they've got Dr. Crippen, so it's, but it's that, quite old. I don't know old, when yeah. they did it. All but right. people love this shit, basically. Like, yeah. true crime and seeing, like, ghastly things. Like, X Factor. Like, it's kind of like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? This obsession with things going wrong for other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So after, after, the, after the success of this, he makes all his money back for the embalming. People wanted to buy the body. Several people wanted to buy this body. Wow. Who were they? Who were these people? Hollywood executives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Who wants a body? I mean, they're not. They're not going to be great. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be great. Do I think like scientists, like a lab. Okay, Ooh, scientists. Nice. Someone or promoting an a show. Owner. Yeah, someone promoting a show at the Edinburgh Fringe. Actually, yes. Like very PRable. <laughs> very, very much so. Do you know what, Katie, you're probably the closest with Hollywood executives because, well, it, to start with, it was carnival promoters. Right. Um, wow. So basically it was people that do like, you know, the kind of um, fairs of, and they travel around. Bit of macabre. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but The Undertaker wouldn't sell. And then a few years later, a guy comes and says, oh my God, this is my brother. And he's like, is it? And he was like, oh my God, yeah. And then um, he was like, okay, have the body. And it turned out it was James and Charles Patterson, owners of the great Patterson Carnival show. Oh, wow. Motherfuckers. Um, after that, Elmer's body went on quite the journey. He was sold to a traveling he ain't museum. Pickle, he's my brother. <laughs> 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 he sold to a travelling museum of crime. Uh, okay. Uh, he was in a travelling sideshow, and he was in some films. Like he made it into the, the into the movie business. Uh, one was simply titled. <laughs> what a terrific actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one I was. I think just... he's in Doctors at the minute. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> One was titled Narcotic, um, and the oh. other one was a movie called She Freak. What year were these movies? Were they silent movies? Sheet Freak. She Freak. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm a bit of a sheet freak. <laughs> you know, with like thread count and stuff. It matters. It matters. It does. Good night sleep is. Important. And yet you Invest. can't dry clean your jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> I love the slams with that one. <laughs> so after a while, guys, the body just has become completely mummified. Um, so no one really believed, like by the 60s and 70s, that this was a real person. This just looked so much like just uh, a waxwork. Um, he was used at um, a, show, uh, a show at Mount Rushmore. Um, and whilst he was there, he sustained some damage in a windstorm. What do you think happened? I just love that Mount Rushmore isn't enough. Like, uh, uh, well, what about? Uh, we, got, we got this guy too. I'm actually quite jealous of his career as well. Do you know? 
anyone has the number of Elmer McCurdy's agent, if I could... <laughs> <laughs> he is getting a lot of work. He really is. <laughs> Guys, he lost the tips of his ears, some fingers and some toes. Oh. Yeah, Elmer. Um, in the end, he just looked too gruesome for Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he was bought by the amusement park in Long Beach. Um, oh, and their funhouse exhibition was called <laughs> Laugh in the Dark. <laughs> Come and have a bloody laugh. What's that smell? It's nothing. <laughs> Um, so eventually the authorities were called uh, to the set of the $6 million man and they managed to work backwards and work out that the body was Elmer McCurdy's and he was eventually buried. Aww. Now, obviously... With the arm or... Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I just take the, uh, the arm? <laughs> well, this is the thing. The problem is they worried that even in the 70s that people would want to sort of like take this body and have this body because of the, the backstory. So what action did they take to make sure no one would ever be able to steal Elmer McCurdy again. But they did bury it, did they? Yes, but what did like they... Like a concrete... A concrete jungle? You know. <laughs> a concrete... A sealed coffin. A sealed concrete, concrete coffin. Okay, we've got, cof we've got concrete. Uh, they put him in an Edinburgh Fringe venue that I played in once. <laughs> That nobody seemed to want to come to. <laughs> he would have lain undisturbed. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Put him somewhere just really remote, like just, you know, an unmarked grave. Right. Back to Mount Rushmore, maybe someone in Mount Rushmore. Nice. Ooh, nice. He's in one of the faces. <laughs> <laughs> they won't say which one. He's yeah. Lincoln's nose, if you look very carefully. <laughs> Secret location. Um, or maybe on an island that you can't get to. Okay. It's the Isle of Wight in a storm, essentially. Um, so, guys, they poured two feet of concrete over the casket. So don't go trying to get Not his body. Not so dumb now, is it? <laughs> I heard some scoffs out there. <clears throat> so, guys, how uh, hard are you prepared to dig for a pickle? That's the question, isn't it? Oh, I love a good pickle. I love a good oh, pickle. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do you do you do you love it two tons of concrete? Oh, I would go. I would do it. <laughs> there are things harder than concrete. <laughs> Ew. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up to your friend of mine, oh, Elmer McCurdy. Elmer. We have got just enough time to hear from a member of the audience. Now, in that time, did anybody have a little think about when... The oh, hello, oh. we got front row. Okay. Come on up, baby. Please come on up. Give her a round of applause. Yes. Come on up, baby. Come on up, baby. What is your name? My name is Cassie. Hi, Cassie. Cassie. Hi, Cassie. Hi. Or Cassandra, if you're nasty, whatever you want. Oh, okay, Cassandra. Let's um, <laughs> go for it. Let's hear this crime, please. Um, well, it's not technically a crime. Someone just thought I committed a murder once. What? <laughs> <laughs> and by someone, I mean the police. So. Wow. Oh, I mean, I'm going to be fucking calling you Cassandra because yeah. <laughs> I'm in court now. It's happening. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not, I'm not in court. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I did not kill anyone just for a preference. I'm, I'm very Why gullible. Happened? Tell us in less than seven minutes, but use the whole seven ah, minutes. Okay, I don't think I could do seven minutes. So basically, I got these random calls from a random number one day in like 2019, I think it was. And I ignored them because, you know, spam calls, whatever. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
turns out a random man that was getting murdered <gasps> had called me during it. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 like no joke. So then my dad calls me. I, my, my phone registered my dad at the time. He lives away from me. I live in Glasgow. He lives like somewhere between Edinburgh and Glasgow. And he calls yeah, yeah. me. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, you'd know, you'd know, yeah. 8.7 Livingston, miles. you know, yeah. <laughs> You've been there. Um, and he calls me and he's like, so the police are at our door. <gasps> this is during the pandemic, oh by the way. <laughs> so we're like all in that. Wow. And I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, um, I've done nothing. I promise that. I promise. <laughs> I've not committed crimes. And he was like, well, they're saying you know something about a murder. And I was like, wow. what are you talking about? And I was like, I promise you I don't. Like, I have no idea what talking about. Apparently, they were like, oh, it's a murder down in Essex. And I was like, I've been to Essex like twice in my life in like the last like 25 years. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, I gave you them. I gave them your address. <laughs> they're coming to you. That's dad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cheers. And he was like, oh yeah, they'll be with you in like an hour. And I was like, like me and my flatmate who's in the audience there, we're like in our pajamas, like, oh shit, oh. the police are coming. What do you wear to be investigated for a murder? Oh my god. Can them in? It's the Is pandemic. It? Can they come in? It's the first people we've seen in months who are like, please come in, come in. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> <Come past us." laughs> and they got there and they were like, so you know about this murder? And I was like, no, I really, I really don't know about this murder. It's oh, it's okay. the police! <laughs> <laughs> they found me, they found me! Or it could be someone being murdered right now. Yeah, That's... Answer, answer now. <laughs> and they came in, it was like this massive man and this young girl, and I was like, you know, I'm tiny. So I was standing there like, hello! <laughs> like, I'm terrified. And they were like, so you know about this murder? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And that's what like, a murderer would say. Oh, that's, that's the thing. I was like, are they going to think I was guilty? Are they going to think oh, I knew something? And they were like, oh yeah, this guy down south. And I was like, no, like I've never been down south. I have no idea what you're talking about. And they then went through his phone records, found my number, got me to type it in onto my phone. And I, there was no record of it on my phone. Just saying. Ah. Just saying. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't roll, I don't know. Wow. So then like, I was like, yeah, I have no idea. And they were equally confused. <laughs> so they were like, well, I guess we just have to leave. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, I hope you find who murdered him. And I was like, really confused. <laughs> like, just so shocked. I was like, um, <gasps> bye. <laughs> so yeah, almost people thought I was a murderer for a while. And the police, and the police I mean, came wow. to my door. That's amazing. <laughs> It was less amazing at the time, but now it's funny. So, Sorry, and do, do they know that he tried to call while it was happening? Well, they so they said that they got a random number of calls the uh-huh. night that he went missing. Okay. And for some reason, it was my number. But I have no record of him calling me, so I have right. no idea. Like, I went back on my phone records, and there's no record of his number. So it's like this Can, weird thing. Cassie, so could you just um just just block your ears for a minute? <laughs> No, she hasn't changed phones. <laughs> this could be a Rebecca Vardy situation where she's... <laughs> Sorry, Cassie. I yes, wouldn't it. be saying it publicly if I'd done it. Or I'm really clever and I am. Oh. <laughs> Either way, it's great PR for the <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Shit, that is crazy. I promise I'm not a murderer, but someone did think I was during oh the pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Such and a our, first, our first person that came for months was police. <laughs> Do you want to stay for a distant lunch? <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, do you want a cup of tea? I can't give you one, but do you want one? Oh do you want to think about a cup of tea? I don't know. Did weird. they ever come back? Yeah. Never. I've never heard from them again. <sighs> so is it probably unsolved or they just, they've never got back to you either well, way? I don't think, I couldn't really be like, can you let me know what happened? Yeah. <laughs> 
like, I really like true crime. Could you like give me some details? <laughs> yeah. really ask about this. Really invested like, in this now. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've got your number, so I mean, <laughs> they, can, like, they can get to know everyone. Wow. Oh man. Welcome. That's one of the best ones we've had. Um, yeah. Cassie, Major. thank you. So give it up for Cassie. Stick her instead. You are welcome to have the sticker, but I'm, ass- I'm assuming you on that. I mean, I'm also tiny, but you might be smaller. We don't look dissimilar. I'm wondering if the murder victim was trying to call me. The idea that if you look similar to someone, you have the same phone number. I know. <laughs> this is a very short phone number <laughs> for a tall guy like yourself. Uh, well, we have two minutes left of our allocated slots so um, Lucy tell us where can people find you what are you up to oh you can find me on the streets of Edinburgh later on this evening (laughs) she's got a pair of knickers in her bag and she's ready to party (laughs) always on the pole Yes, I'm at the Pleasant Sports at 5.20. Nice. Oh, lovely. Mm, what's, your, what's your show called? It's called Wake Up Call. <gasps> what's it about? Uh, it's about someone who gets a call while someone's being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't until tonight. Now, it's, that's what it's about. This is, the best story. this is a much better story than anything I've got. <laughs> oh, oh, amazing. Go see it. Yes, amazing. Yeah. Well, go and see Lucy's show. Thank you, everyone, so much for coming tonight. It's been yes, so much thank fun. You. Yeah, what a dream. Um, Thank you for coming. We have been Drunk Women's Hobby Crime. Yes. Yay! Thank you. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.